We, the citizens of the city of Billings, for the purpose of establishing a just form of fundamental law, one that is responsible to the public for providing equal and adequate services and protections with efficient use of the community's revenue for all, one that provides for self-governing powers with respect to health, safety, and welfare of every citizen, and one that utilizes the utmost flexibility to plan for the future, do establish this charter for the city of Billings of the state of Montana. The Friday Packet with Stocky and Stout. Special edition of the Friday Packet with Stocky and Stout. I am... St- oh, Jesus, I almost said I'm Stout. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm Stocky. And I'm Stout. stout. Uh, today in the dump, um, we've got a special guest, uh, owner, proprietor, musician, community activist. I don't know if we should yeah, go that far. I don't know if I do you know. Board no, member? I'm not, I'm not running board for member. president. So, <laughs> you know, I don't need and most activism. importantly, parking board member... Yes. Sean Lynch from the Pub Station. And 11.11. And 11.11 Presents or Productions? Presents. Presents. Yep. That's right. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for taking time out of your your day. Of course. Thanks for having me. To come and see us. Um, Where did we stop? What were we talking about? Just talking about, I think, council members that uh, there's just certain ones out there that just don't want to hear anything. I mean. Sure. uh, And it's it's just true. It's just... uh, it's easy to say no. And we say this all the time. It's really hard to come up with an idea and say yes, but mm-hmm. it's very easy to say no. So anytime it's just always a no vote, it's just a cop out to me. It's like, we'll come up with something. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. and, and kind of their new direction is now to just kick shit down the road until it gets so muddied and contentious that when they do make a decision, it's usually just panicked. It feels like, yeah. um, with like uh, PD one, for example, they've thrown that off the entire budget. They don't want to do anything with that at all. And they're going to get down to the 24th, and they're going to ask, hey, what do you want to do with PD-1? And who, who the hell knows what's going to happen? I don't even that. know which one PD-1 is. <clears throat> parks District 1. Oh. It's the citywide parks maintenance yes. district. That... It's, a, it's a levy yes. um, that's capped at $2 million that was passed, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. And that's all it can collect is $2 million. No it's matter how big the city. Inflation. It's not anything. It's how big just, the city gets or how many people move in or how much more we annex. I know. And this is for maintenance. I mean, I, I will give the city of Billings slight props over some other communities around the state because at least I know everybody complains about like, oh, the road construction. They're putting new water pipes in, whatever. We're going to be loving this. And like, you know, in 10 years when it's oh, yeah. all done... It's like at least it's odd to me that we prepare for growth and then do nothing to grow. <laughs> so, you know, it's a well it's ironic. We put all the money, you know, and you look at Bozeman, it's like they're not preparing for growth and they're just exploding. And then you've got like a as I always cite the road Rouse. You know, it was a country road until like two years ago and they finally redid Rouse, you know, and ended up having to eminent domain everybody's front yards to get whatever <laughs> they need out of it, you know, and it's because they had waited yeah. for, you know, I, I stood at the filling station, not kidding you, one time, and I could see as far up the canyon as I could possibly see with car lights all the way to Maine. Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, because it's a two-lane country road, it's as this place crazy. is just absolutely blowing up. So I'll, I'll give 
Billings a little bit of like forward yeah. thought, you know, like yeah. So like uh, Rimrock Road west of Shiloh, how it's like 230 feet wide from the front yards. There's like that weird gravel road, and then a boulevard, and then a three lane road, <laughs> and then like another 30 feet off the other side. That was plenty of room for growth it's, there. Yeah, when it says you know. Everybody's- <laughs> Everybody's going to love their uh, eight-lane highway that's yeah, out there. You know? I know. <laughs> Those folks are not prone to complain about anything, though. I'm sure it'll be fine. Well, except for their brand-new houses that are... You see that one across from uh, Ironwood that all the stuff, like the whole basements are all falling in because they didn't actually build it on anything. It's like, yeah. hey, you paid $600,000 for that yeah. thing. Set it in a sandbox. Yeah, yeah they basically. got what, three different engineering reports. And it's not happening to every house out there, which was pointed out by, I think, a letter to the editor not too long ago. It's like, it's not every house out here. It's just the certain ones. It's just ones. three quarters of them. <laughs> so we're doing pretty good. We're doing in this all right, okay. Leave us alone. <laughs> just sounded like someone trying to protect, protect their property values. but So I want to name off a couple of the things that, a couple of your credits, I guess. You're, uh, you've been in Billings for what? The, the most recent move, when did you move back? 2001, but I've basically been here my whole life other than eight years. Yeah, when you I lived in Portland. Portland, so, yeah. yeah. And you've owned the 11, which was first where Ben 119 is. Yep, 119 North Broadway. And then it was where um, Carter's yep, we was. Yep, s- we sold the restaurant to Mike from Carter's. There you go, so, cool. And uh, <clears throat> you've... Done a lot of projects like that, and your most recent uh, business venture would be Yellowstone Garage. With uh, Mike Matthew and Kay Foster, yeah. Mike Matthew, and that followed closely on the heels of the pub station. Yes. uh, Which you are sole owner and proprietor of, Mm, you and Ann? Ann and I. Yeah. Ann and I. So it's uh, Ann and I own the the pub station, the building, the the everything. Yeah. we, We own everything over there. There's no other partners. I mean, it's... It's me in and Rocky Mountain Bank, basically. Yeah, so, well, there's know. always that yeah. silent partner. <laughs> that and the government is another silent yeah, partner yeah. when you're a business owner, too, that you have to pay. Um, and then name off some boards that you're on and have been on. So the first board I was ever on was the KEMC uh, Friends of Public Radio board, and I served on that for about five years. So I did my first term, and I did almost a little over half of the second term, but it was just got very... Um, intensive as far as the needs, and I just wasn't able to sure. to do that. We had just opened the pub station, and it was just too much too much work. Um, I, currently, I'm on the bid board, uh, which you know yeah. you know of the. Have you heard of the bid? <laughs> yeah, I've heard so, of it. Okay. The Billings Improvement District. Yes. That's correct. Yep, <laughs> yep, exactly. The bid board, and uh, um, on the uh, Billings Chamber board of, or uh, board of directors. Over there, I'm also on the, currently on the T-Bid. I'm the chamber liaison for the T-Bid. Tourism BID. Yep, Tourism Business Improvement District, which is a, that's a pretty interesting board. To yeah, be on. that's and, a strange uh, one, too. It's very strange <laughs> one, but it's it's a cool concept. I think it's a, at least in a, in a unique idea on how to raise some money. Yeah. And uh, last and not least, I guess, is I'm on the parking advisory board, so. Yeah. Uh, well... We, uh, we've got about a billion things we could talk about, but we did want to talk to you, and we'll see where the evening takes us, of course, but we did want to talk to you about the um, parking because it's always such a weird, contentious issue in downtown, and everybody thinks there's no parking, and everybody has a really great idea how it could be done from eliminate all paid parking to buck for 15 minutes to, you know, 
free for all, whatever the hell mm-hmm. you want to do. Is, well, so. I, I find it curious because I think that there's a whole contingent of people that say, for my business, it needs to have free parking. And I actually think that if you had free parking for your business, you would hate it because, uh, you know, let's say I've got a business downtown and I want people to turn around in this business and come in there. But, you know, there's a place two doors down that has somebody that works there that parks their car from 7 a.m. to 10 Mm p.m. or passes out because they had a night of partying and they're there for 24 hours in front of my business the whole time Mm -hmm. with no repercussions whatsoever. They can just stay there the whole time. Or lives upstairs. Or lives upstairs, right. (laughs) And so, you know, so parking meters, I know people complain about them, but they actually are good for business because they encourage people to move their car mm-hmm. and that's ultimately what you need is you need people to move your car, their car yeah absolutely because if you're not doing that i think that this there's just this you know perception somehow that you know paid parking is inhibiting my business but free parking would inhibit your business so much oh yeah i mean so much more than than paid parking and if you're really that concerned about it Go down and buy some tokens or buy a validation and take care of your customers just like you would. Yep. If you're going to be on the West End, in your lease, you're going to pay for maintenance on that parking lot. Whether you know it or not, that money that the lease is on the West End, you're going to pay for maintenance on that parking sure. lot. Mm-hmm. So to me, I look at it as no differently than if I provide a service to my customer, let me go buy some tokens or I'm going to go buy whatever it is. Yeah. You know, um, I know the one thing that's exciting is in the next couple of weeks, you guys should see the new app that's out. It's pay by phone. And mm-hmm. so that'll be up and running and fully running, hopefully here in the next oh, month. Man, that'd um, be awesome. It's, it's no, it's, it's a done deal. I, I, it's all done. It's approved. Everything's done. The, the stickers are coming. So each meter, whether it has a credit card meter on it or not, will have a unique number on it. And you get download the pay by phone app and you punch it in, punch in the meter number, you punch in your plates, that's on there and you can save your car and you can pay for your meter over, over your phone. That's fucking rad. And on the, uh, the credit card ones, this is what the hangup has been for a month, but on the credit card ones, it'll actually show your time on the credit card meters because they're cellular. So it's able to download that information to to those meters. So it'll show it on the ones that are just coin. It won't, but the enforcement will know they'll have a device that tells them this plate is paid for whatever. But I think it's so great because you can sit, let's say you're having lunch at the brewing company or something and you didn't realize we were talking about you know, city politics so long (laughs) and all of a sudden you run out of time, Mm -hmm. you'll get it. You'll get a notice from the app and you can just renew by sitting there and you don't have to run out there. You don't have to get all crazy about, uh, find and change or whatever it is. So I think that'll be really, really Absolutely. positive. And actually probably I, I anticipate that we'll find out that buying the credit card meters was a total waste of money, but well, <laughs> these things happen. They do. Is that going to be the kind of thing <clears throat> where those, I know those sensors that they have installed down there when you drive out, is it going to zero out the meter too? Well, I, it will because it'll. Uh, the, I think the GPS on your phone. With the, don't quote me on this. On the on the phone will know that you're moving your car, so sure. it'll just zero it out itself. Um, I know that they have been really struggling with those sensors yeah. that are down there because the sensors will pick up a tree or something or a what. I mean, it's like oh, there's a car here. It's like no, there's a person that just walked by or <laughs> yeah. something. You know sure. that. So it's not not true to form on that stuff. Well, and in the winter time, there's snow covering every that's one exactly of those kind right, of things yeah. too so so yeah, is there a minimum charge to those pay by phone apps i think either? i think what the parking stuff has come up is that we're changing rates and i can't remember exactly i'm, I'm sorry i don't have the exact rates in front of me but it's like a dollar the first hour 
a dollar fifty the second hour, and then it's three dollars the third hour. Oh, so yeah, everything sure. is gonna be three hours versus two. But if you're gonna take that third hour, you're gonna it's pay. A premium. It's a premium price sure. on it. Oh, so that's okay. I mean, I, I think it's totally fine. You know, and it, and it should be. And curiously enough, the last time I saw a unanimous vote at city council was the raised parking fees. Really, it's the only <laughs> one I've seen that I remember, and I was like. 11 to 0. Like, I mean, I had no idea that parking was... I, it's totally true. It's It was the only thing that I can remember, at least that I was focusing on, that came out 11 to 0. You had no idea Ewalt was capable of not saying no. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you think, in your opinion, there's such a negative connotation about downtown parking? It's It seems like people, when they get into actual situations where they actually have to pay attention and drive their car... It, they just sort of start panicking and freaking out if there's not like a giant football size parking area. But where don't they... you think they freak out there too? I mean, I, I mean, I've seen some of these park. I send Joe pictures all the time. It's like it's terrible, <laughs> you, you know. I mean, people can't park anywhere, like whether it's a parking lot or it's downtown. I think I think people just having to think about the meter, think about getting a ticket, right. maybe as part of it. Also, I think people are not great parallel parkers. Sure, you know. I mean, yeah, I concur. You know, positively, I mean, or. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that there's that much stigma. The people that are down there get in are, are fine with it. I think that the stigma is perception, but you know, perception is reality. I mean, it mm-hmm. doesn't sure. matter if it's actually true or not. If people think that's what's happening, that's what's happening apparently. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes you get just some out of town folks who are from a small community somewhere around here. And if, you know, they're used to being able to just pull up and stop outside of wherever they want to be. In their hometown, and have you seen those guys park in the parking lot? Oh yeah, yeah, it's just like I'm just gonna pull up into this giant thing that has lines all over, but I don't know what these mean, and <laughs> just I'm just gonna pull here and just I, I, it's close to the door, so I'm gonna stay there. <laughs> well, I think it's nice because this is a we haven't seen movement like this in parking for God, I mean, this has been time. in the last two years, and before that, it was nothing. I think it was. Well, they did this study, right, like in 2013 or 2015. Yeah, I mean... Uh, the audit of the, all the parking garages, and they does, hired a consultant you probably know about. To... I'm not sure I was on the board quite then, okay. but yeah, I mean, it was right there where we were getting the credit card meters when yeah. I came mm-hmm. on, so... But I, I feel like parking moves very slowly in a board setting. Um, too slowly for what it is, I think. Sure, in like an but, advisory setting, you seem yeah. like almost the last to know, almost. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'll Staff go comes to you I'll, with I'll policy with decisions, and yeah. you're like, well, let's, what, let's see what I mean, these guys think. It's like, basically, I feel like city council, it's like, a, can we approve a handicap spot outside someone's home somewhere? I mean, that's what we're spending most of our time doing. <laughs> it's like spot by spot. Like It, it is. Really? There's I, This comp, this uh, business wants a 10-minute free parking, like a 10-minute zone outside their pile. We need to debate the merits of this. Basically, it just comes down to there's a bunch of 10-minute spots. And this this is what I think is curious, is that once, and as the board, we're pushing, we, we're putting terms on when people get these things. So they have to go through a review oh, yeah. process in two years. But there's been no terms. So mm-hmm. I could have requested a 10-minute spot 40 years ago. Uh-huh. And that business is totally gone. That spot is completely <laughs> irrelevant. But it's still a ten minute spot because yeah. it's been a ten minute spot for forty years. Can't take and that I, and I'm not jo- I'm not joking on it's this. Not I mean, Don't fix it, right? <laughs> well, exactly. So you have to go around and say, how many ten minute spots do we have in this four block area? Uh-huh. You know, basically. And most of them are. I mean, so take a look at like the corner of Broadway and First. 
So it's always interesting to me that people are like, oh, there's no parking. There's no free parking over there. There's like two in front of Big Dipper and then one next to Rockets. And then there's two across the street yeah. at at Western Security plus the ones that are at the Northern. It's like there's about six 10-minute spots within like a half-block circle of each other mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And then people, I've, we've had requests for more. It's like, well, there, there is a lot of... 10 minute parking there i mean yeah. it's like more than the rest of downtown basically in that little corner there it's like 10 on that corner that's probably about enough well <laughs> and you know a good a, a judicious application of 10 minute spots is a, a good idea for like wetzels for example you're gonna roll up and you're gonna get your shirt you're gonna throw it in your car and drive off we, we have them at the pub and i think they're actually used the one spot's used so people roll up, they buy tickets, they get in their car, yeah. and they leave. I think they're a great idea yeah. if they're managed properly. That's correct. But yeah, there are some, I can't even think of one right off the top of my head, but I've noticed them cruising around like, why, there's this is abandoned. Mm-hmm. Like, why is there yeah. a 10-minute spot right here? There's one in Volunteers of America. Those are right next to Yellowstone Bank. I forget on what street. Yep. That's being 30th, I 30th. think. Yeah. yeah. There's like yeah. a couple there, but there's always just volunteer cop cars parked there constantly. Yep. Yep. That's where those go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Just outside that huge parking garage that's always empty. Is that? Yeah, that'd <laughs> those be the ones you're talking. That, yeah, that parking like... garage. You know. I mean, I think that, and, and we've talked about it, and it just all comes down to money. But you know, the parking garages need a facelift. Pretty. pretty oh boy. Big, pretty big time. Yes. And, uh you know, there's people that complain that they're too dark, they're too whatever. They're all valid complaints. I mean, these are all completely valid complaints, but it's, uh, you know, again, it, things cost money. Yeah. And so, you know, voters need to vote that in. I, I find it curious that, you know, we can't pass a public safety mill levy to save our lives, but then literally to save our lives. You <laughs> yeah, know, it's and, like, <laughs> well put. You know, um, <laughs> but we can, you know, 400 people can show up to city council to talk about the snow. Yeah. That's built up in their front yard because it didn't, or the street hasn't been plowed. And so we take all this money and put the snow plowing and everybody goes, well, we're all the cops downtown to enforce all this stuff that we need. It's like, well, we don't have any money <laughs> yeah. to hire these police officers because you can't pass the public safety mill levy because you don't want to pay another $2 yeah. a year on yeah. your property insurance. But, you know, but you want to yell about, you know, the, the snow. So I just, I wish people would be as passionate about things that actually matter, in my opinion, as they are about uh, snow removal. Inconvenience seems to be the driving force. Oh, it is. You pr- No, it's not even just inconvenience, but I, I think this is true of most businesses, is when you get a complaint from someone you, or you get, you know, what, whatever it may be, it's, it comes down to this. You have personally inconvenienced me for one slight moment in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let you know that you've personally inconvenienced me and that's basically 99% of all complaints are really have nothing to do with any merit of any sort other than somebody feels like they've been inconvenienced. For yeah. Them. It's crazy. That's that, you know, those, all the subdivision things that have been going through council lately. <coughs> it's just been, no, I don't like it. <laughs> just like, no, it's part of our growth policy. Yeah. I mean, we went through, met all the criteria. Yeah, it's fine. And, and again, Nobody's showing up to just, you know, public comment at the end to advocate for a public safety levy. I know. It's just, no. And that's, it's, it's incredible to me. I mean, uh, I, I just can't understand why, you know, there's so many people that talk about needs in downtown in particular uh, or the lack of police officers in mm-hmm. town. And yet they we cannot as a community support the people that are out there doing, quite honestly, the hardest work. Yeah. You know. 
for the Absolutely. shittiest money, for the you know the the shittiest job. I'm 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 not belittling it any means. You know, it is the hardest job ever. Yeah. But you know, when you get these like a what I mean by shittiest job is that not from their leadership, you know, Chief St. John is amazing. I think these people are like, especially on the police force are amazing, but you don't get the community support to say, Hey, we're behind you. We're going to give you the tools that you need for this stuff. And it's got to just, after a while, it's just got to grind down on you. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm out here protecting <laughs> this community. That's basically saying, fuck you <laughs> the whole time. The whole time yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fucking hard. I'll say thank you for your service. But when, it's like, well, this service costs this much. It's like, whoa. Oh, I'm not on, paying two hold more on, dollars. <laughs> I am now. not paying two dollars and fourteen cents a year. Look at all those <laughs> more police officers. You know, reserves that you have there. I mean, <laughs> when's it gonna end? And that's what everybody says. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, here's the thing, people. It's never gonna end. Yeah, it's We're not. growing. We're gonna need money. Mm -hmm. So you know, yeah. City so mm -hmm. gets big, and the the and the, we and we as Montana have chosen not to take other people's money. No, yeah. Because we don't have a sales tax, so guess what? It's on us. That That is our choice. We have made a choice to not take other people's money. Mm -hmm. So these guys that come up from Wyoming or North Dakota or wherever it is, you know, we, we don't get their money. Yeah. They come in, they spend the money on the roads, they drive on our stuff, they, you know, use all of the things that we have there, and we foot the bill, and they pay absolutely nothing because that's the choice that we've made. Yeah. We can't pass a, you know, a local option tax. Here to do things positive for the community, we, we can't even get any traction because people are so freaked out about it. And it's like, so again, here we are. And it's not even people in buildings. I find it so amazing to me, the people that will bitch to me about taxes that don't even own property. And it's like, <laughs> no. you, you, you pay nothing. I mean, I mean, maybe you stayed in a hotel in Billings for some totally weird reason and you paid bed tax or something. Yeah. I mean, I... You pay literally nothing, and you are the one that's going to go out and you're going to vote down this public safety mill levy mm -hmm. because it, you have it has no impact on you whatsoever. Or, mm -hmm. or the I don't have kids, so I'm not going to vote for the school levy. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those other people's kids are going to be your doctor when you're old. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, that's my joke. You know, what's a person that graduates from medical school? Five hundred out of five hundred called what doctor. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, you get number one, you get number 500 mm -hmm. when you're uh, going to the hospital. So. Yeah. So what's your overall sense of, uh, obviously, council as it sits right now? Um, we went through the whole one big sky um, debacle. I'm, I'm just going to call it a debacle because no one could make up their mind up or down what, what, what they felt about it. And now we're in this they say we're, you know, running out of money, but it's basically just them positioning themselves to go for a public safety mill levy, like we've been talking about, um, to show that, yeah, we're, we're starting to take from our reserves. Um, so we need this now. Um, I just, I, I just, I, I I'm just okay with that angle. If it gets it done, you know, quite honestly, I don't really care how it happens. It just needs to happen. Cause yeah. I think it's, you know, um, I, I wish I thought that council, uh, I mean, I think some on council, but I wish I thought that they were actually playing three-dimensional chess like you, you know, are implying, but I just don't necessarily think. <laughs> well, because a lot, a lot of people say it's like a good old boys club and there's like a lot of unspoken stuff. This again, why I think that uh, leadership in Billings is, is severely lacking. I think there's just a, uh, like an, Either I don't want to use the word ignorance because that's not the right word, but it's just maybe a blindness 
to the fact that this city is growing and it's has needs, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to develop that. And I mean, I understand people that are, you know, all, I think there's so much driven by not wanting to pay taxes. And the thing is, is that you're going to always pay taxes. I mean, you're always, Hey, crazy Republicans. I'm saying, I'm calling you out right now. I'm far <laughs> right. You're always going to pay taxes. Yeah. Always, <laughs> always. <laughs> There's no question about it. It's always going to happen. Yeah. So, and I understand that there's limits on things. I, I totally agree. And I, I guess I, I, by calling out crazy Republicans is probably wrong. I just think just crazy, or just people in general that all they think about is taxes, mm-hmm. you know, and it misses so much of like life at yeah. that point in time, you know, because <laughs> guess what you don't have when you die? You don't have money. Yeah, so it no doesn't shit. matter. It doesn't matter. So if that's all you're worried about is, is your money good for you enjoy your life you know but you're we're always going to pay taxes so. yeah sure oh, there's libertarians too yeah. they don't like taxes <laughs> yeah well, I, it, it's just you know i mean uh, that that part is hard for me I, I i think that there are some people that have just positioned themselves to just they just like to say no to everything 100% you know, and don't want to listen to anything. I think the most disturbing thing for me on the One Big Sky is that, you know, here we are as the city, downtown, chamber, EDC. We pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to have, you know, to have these studies done. I mean, these professionals from around the United States spent all this time because, you know, people aren't going to invest, you know, contrary to popular belief, people are not going to invest $300 million in a place if they don't feel secure that they're going to get a return on it. Yeah. And so they hired experts you know which i think people thought were more like carpet baggers or you know con men or whatever it was um but yet there was local people that were in there that are like i mean i sat in one meeting and it was literally like well where'd you get all your information well i got on the internet and it was that was good enough for people oh i got on the internet Mm. yeah cool like i'm quite sure if i dig hard enough like we could find some really interesting stuff about everybody on council on the internet (laughs) and obviously if we're going by what their standards are it's obviously true yeah, you know, because everything on the internet is true. I'm not going to believe five hundred thousand dollars study in actual professionals, but but you know, the internet's probably pretty accurate. And this is, I think, what we're up against is just this dumbing down of things in general. Yeah. You know, not taking the advice of the people that are there. I mean, you know, when you hire a city administrator or a, a city attorney, and they give you advice maybe you should take it. I mean, obviously they were hired for a reason and you were involved in that hiring process that, you know, maybe there should be part of it that you actually listen to what they say. I I, I know it's insane, but you know, Mm -hmm. you might be an expert. Yeah. Yeah. In general, I think the council has the, the preconceived notion whenever any sort of city staff comes to them to, to question it immediately. There's no, unless it's Dave Mumford, they're usually very, pointed in their disagreement with what city staff has to say. And, and that's so, so strange to me as yeah. they were involved in hiring these people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't understand that. Like you're involved, like you're involved in the process of hiring these people and then you don't listen to them. I yeah. mean, I, why, why do it? Why do place? it? Right. Yeah. It, do, it doesn't make any, I mean, it makes like literally zero sense to me. I mean, maybe if you weren't involved in the hiring process, but quite honestly, these positions, they're totally involved in this hiring process. They yeah. have to be involved in that. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's people who've been in these positions for 
20 some years and their expertise should be valued by the person who's been in city council for two years. And, ha- and has no idea about what the thing that they're talking about, yeah, you know? Absolutely I mean? none yeah. in many cases. Well, like, I mean, I learn something new every day, especially like Lighting District 97. It's like, you know, I would, two years ago, who cares, man? Like, but now, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like yeah. Lighting District 97. We know what it is. Oh, so. shit. And then we talked to an expert about that, and they taught us things. And Yeah, you know what's curious is everybody fights some of these things on streetlights, which I thought was interesting because... They're not lighting the sidewalks, but, you know, it was pointed out to us that the name of that light is street light. Mm -hmm. And so the job is to light the street. And that's what it is. And so I think, you know, I mean, yeah, it's not a sidewalk light. Yes. Street light. (laughs) And I I know it's hard for people and they want to, you know, it's right there. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. Uh, We have an episode of our podcast called street light manifesto oh, that's that we, nice. <laughs> we talked about street like lights that. pretty extensively yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a very knowledgeable way you know we are experts in our own right i wouldn't call myself an expert at all but I, at least you know for me you pay I, attention at least what well, or be informed and you don't have to agree but at least you have to figure out where people are coming from sure yeah you know and i think that's true on anything yeah i, I agree it doesn't take effort and taking well, your time and effort and put into something it's the the main goal of this silly thing that we do this podcast is we just are frustrated that people aren't involved i agree and um we get up to i don't know six or seven people a week listening to this (laughs) well maybe more but um and that's just i mean if you just try to make it somewhat interesting or at least kind of attention getting you can hit on something that might interest somebody, and they can become more involved. And I, th- you know, that there's no public uh, information officer in uh, the city of Billings. There's none of that shit. You just kind of can read about it after the fact in the Gazette, yep. and it's really frustrating. So, I mean, what I want, and I think that maybe this one by one big sky thing did it. I want people to be really fucking pissed off. Yeah, because that's what motivates people is pure anger, mm-hmm. and I feel like. There was a period of mourning on that project that had gone through, and some people couldn't get out of that. But there's a bunch of people that I'm around with. We're like, "Fuck this! Mm-hmm. I'm tired of this, mm-hmm. and we're moving on." You know, so circle yeah. pit. <laughs> so I guess that leads into what did you learn from the whole experience, and what have you taken with you moving forward? Um, on on which part? Uh, with one big sky, the whole process, which seems so involved. With all the coffee conversations and all the community outreach that the whole chamber did. We did everything everything that we were asked to do, and we were sunk by somebody that found stuff on the internet. Yeah. That's literally what it was summed up to be. Um, Pam Ellis and Larry Seekins, who went out of their way to to actually shit on the entire city. And and to to provide some pretty... Very inaccurate information, you know. I mean, and I'm and I'm a true believer that if you have to lie to get your point across, then your point isn't valid. Right. Yeah. So if you can't stand on the merits of what it is, then it's not a valid point. Yeah. Yeah, that was insanely frustrating, and you know there was some lobbying done against the opportunity zone thing in state legislature too. <clears throat> Well, the yeah. Opportunity Zone was set by Trump. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, 406 Impact. Oh, 406 Impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. I get those two confused because they're kind of similar. They are. Um, but, 
you know, when Joe Holden hired a lobbyist to lobby against public money and private development after he had signed up for one and a half million dollars of TIF funds for his... It it was ironic that he didn't mention that in front of council, wasn't it? Mm, Mm -hmm. Yes, ironic. I'm happy to come in here and say, I'm going to not make money because this person's going to get subsidized as that person is being subsidized. Yeah, absolutely. With, you know, I, I thought it was extremely rich. That was like, the, the, you know, I just, I honestly just like my jaw hit the floor. It was like, you're really, you're really doing this, huh? Like mm-hmm. you're really coming in here talking about somebody competing with you with public money as you're receiving public money. It's yeah. Fucking I mean, crazy. it was mind boggling to me. And really what it came down to is I just don't think that, you know, I, I think they're just worried. They're not confident in their own business. Yeah. And, th- and that's what it says to me is that you're not confident in your business. If you're worried about somebody coming in and competing with you, then you're not confident in your business. You're not a competitive business. You should, you-, you know, you should be confident in what you're doing and that you have a good product and that you should be able to compete. Mm-hmm. Even if there's a, you know, is a gentleman downtown that talks about the new bright, shiny object, you know, everybody's going to look at that for a while, but then it's going to be better for everybody else. Don't get me wrong. The shiny object's going to look real pretty for a long, for, for a while, but then it's, then it's going to, you know, lift everybody up and i think that if if you're just running by and just doing things by the you know the least effort possible that's going to show whether one big sky comes in or something else Mm because something else will come in yeah it doesn't matter you can kick and scream or whatever but you know what what if public money's not involved and all the somebody all of a sudden somebody comes in and just builds a giant convention center what are you gonna do yeah or an office building or whatever, and it's all private money. It's still part of your city. It's still part of the growth of the city. Yeah, but um, but how's your business going to fare on that? You know, I mean, it's like if if again, like your only fight is like, I don't know. There's there's a few other property owners and people in town that have have been that way as well, and it's uh, you know, they spend enough money to hire their own lobbyists, but yet they can't improve things in their own business. They're going to throw the money at a lobbyist to, to, you know, sink something, but they can't even look at their own business to improve it whatsoever for the people that are there. It's crazy. It's it's like they think that maximum return must require minimum effort. Or or they're just so comfortable in their spot, or they think that they are, um, that they're just, they just don't want to, change anything you know mm-hmm. that there's folks down there who think they have class a office space there's not class a office space in this whole town not a fucking square <laughs> foot of it but they maintain that what they have their seven foot ceilings and their paneling Ooh. is class a office space mm. and it's ridiculous a minus <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so and that's on a curve yeah so what in your opinion is the best way to push back with people like that because i've been struggling to try to come up with public comment um, to with, push back against that with like Joe Holdens and the Larry Seekins and the Pam Ellis's. The problem is, is that is, we no, just, they will. Li- are they going to even listen to you? Those people are louder. Yeah, and they're louder than everybody else. And we need to be louder. We need, basically we need to drown them out. And that's what's going to work is that there's ton, tons of people that need to just step up and be a lot louder. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if two people can get so loud that they can sway city council, then why couldn't the two hundred people? be loud enough for the 2000 people be loud enough to sway city council. It's mm-hmm. crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's insane. I do think that, uh, and we've talked about this, a, a bunch of us have talked about this, that maybe, you know, 
I think that maybe focusing a lot on the developer probably was a really... I think if we focused on the 406 impact bill from the start, mm-hmm. I, I think it would have had a lot better chance. But, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and we did push it through, and it was that developer that helped us write that impact bill. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there was a part of it that, you know, focusing on an out-of-town developer or an out-of-state developer kind of rubs some people the wrong way. Uh, I think there's some Im- implications that, you know, people implying that, you know, no local developers ever been asked. It's like they are more than welcome to yeah. step up. There are 100%. Four, there's four projects here, and we're going to focus on one. Mm-hmm. And that's all anybody talked about was one. But there's three other projects that people were talking about. I mean, it's ready. Yeah. We're waiting for you. You know, we're ready for you to come and show us what you got. I mean, basically, that's what it comes down to is everybody goes, well, why would you go out of state? It's like, they're here ready to go. Show us what you got. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. I mean, if you guys are ready to go, I'm happy to support a local developer. Yep. But you got to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think it would have been better if we had a little bit more time with the bill because we... That it, was it, thrown it was together fast, quick. but you know the legislator legislative uh, thing in, in Montana is totally fucked. I mean, we get, you know, we work one eighth of every two years, mm-hmm. two year cycle. I mean, that's that's it. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, we're not getting a lot done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but there's also, you know, I mean, uh, there was a per- gentleman we were speaking to a couple of weeks ago that had mentioned, you know, he lived in California and that le- that legislature runs all the time, and he's like, well, you know, at least you know you're done. You know, so it's like, you know, so there's like a part of it where it's like, well, yeah, that's cool. But, you know, these yeah. guys can run rampant all, all year, all two years or whatever they're doing. You have no idea what's going to show up. So, I mean, yeah, it's in there and maybe you can push it through. But at least when you're done, you're done. You don't really have to worry about that part. Yeah, it sucks. You got to wait two years ago the next time. But there's no like questioning gonna... about what's there. It's over, you know, because really yeah. the only thing they have to do is balance the budget and they move on. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. They're not fucking stuff up right now, and they won't next year either. But that's the only thing they're required by law to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just balance the budget. It's the only thing that they're required by law to do. Pass a budget. Well, it was a very special day in downtown Billings, speaking of parking. Vice President Michael um, H. Pence. Is it H? I don't don't have any idea. I just pulled that one out of the air. Herbert. Yes, Herbert Pence. (laughs) Yeah, he was in town, and that's... It it, I've been pissed off all day because the last three <laughs> visits we've had from him or the illustrious president have uh, cost the city between sixty and one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Oh, we haven't been reimbursed for any of that Not stuff. Not a I fucking leave. penny. And last you wonder why we're in a budget deficit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody on Facebook when they're talking about the city budget, well, everybody they're like fucking four people who pay attention, but <laughs> they're like. Hey, they should cut the mayor's pay and the city council people's pay. I mean, like, don't, don't they make eight hundred dollars a month? <laughs> yeah, mayor makes nine grand a year. Like, yeah, yeah that'd like, be nice. That cool. He yeah. makes less than the mayor of well, right now, of yeah. Laurel until about <laughs> yeah. twenty twenty two. They voted themselves a pay raise to make it not not you know, themselves. Worth their time. They voted a pay raise for, because everybody not for be turned out no. out. So everybody be turned out for the next council. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. twenty twenty two. But yeah, you know, you know, I think that's also part of why council is such a weird thing because cool i'm gonna get eight hundred dollars a month in health insurance Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna put in like 50 hours a week and i'm supposed to have a job too so basically the only people that are doing are people that are retired yep independently wealthy Mm -hmm. basically retired Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and so i think that's a you know a struggle um yeah 
yeah, how do you recruit people, you know, young kind of visionary type people who are working 50 hours a week anyway? That's all right. It's our desk that that of somebody, um, which yeah. which begs the question: Why shouldn't the council be treated like uh, the county commissioners? I totally, I totally agree. And you know, because um, county commissioners, pay them a, I don't a know, reasonable what it salary. Is. It's not crazy. What do they make? Fifty grand a year or something like that? Well, or? it makes sense if you're going to have like a a marathon five and a half hour, six hour council session where nothing right. gets fucking done, <laughs> and it's just kicking shit down the road. It just make more sense to hire people and, and pay them what they're worth in their time and have city staff with the experts come to them and say, this is what we're doing X, Y, and Z. And then I mean, they have I their mean, own I staff think and I they think come back to them. I think that's a huge, huge portion of why we have a weird, weirder city council. Yeah. yeah. But I can also see this transverse of that, which was, you know, it kind of, you know, narrows the pool. It narrows the, I don't know, the, the sway of, of everything. It doesn't have an accurate representation of the city. It could get very bogged down and yeah. um but i also don't want to sit through six hour meetings yeah. i think that's yeah. kind of one of the deterrents Fuck. to people giving public comments at the end or like i can't make it man they've been putting public comment first lately which i appreciate yeah. that's pretty representative of the city there's eight men to every two women in billings yep and everybody's white exactly so yeah that makes sense and mm-hmm. everybody's over 60 years old sure yeah, it's perfect representation. Total honestly, sense. most of those guys are turning out. Yeah. It's going to be a big fucking turnover this. It's six. I mean, yeah. And, you know, when we talk we talk about the, the change over there, it's like, you know, really we need we need six allies. I don't mm-hmm. care about anything else. I need six. Yeah. I don't care about seven or eight. Eight would be great. Sure, whatever. Six, six is what we need. Just need six. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, you know, there's some interesting folks running. Which I, and I really admire some of them, like uh, Kendra Shaw from so, down here. So Kendra, I don't know her, but I have met her because her her child and my child go to school together. Sure. So yeah, and we I'm I'm excited about Kendra, man. I mean, she's in my district. I will definitely be voting for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she has a vision for downtown. She has a vision for Billings, and that's and it subscribes to exactly what we are looking for. And I think she's the right. She's a female. She's the right age. She's got energy. She's yep. into it. Like I'm, I'm all in. So. Yeah. Same with Matt Melvin. Uh, Matt as well. Yep. Yeah, young kind of visionary type of dude. Yep. And I love that. And then there's fucking Ward Five, unopposed as of yet. Is oh anybody... no, I, I, we know of some people running in Ward Five. Okay, good. So thank God. Well, tell them that they have. It's our... a day, or is it today? It's uh, the fifteenth. Fifteenth. So. Yeah, three days. Three days. Yep. So I mean, as far as I know, one is already. Yeah, I won't say names until yeah, until later. Okay. Sorry, podcast people. Oh, but, you know, but, oh. We'll talk about this next yeah, week. Yeah, I know. That's there, good. There's some at least interesting stuff there, and I always feel like there's some interesting ones at the end. Uh, there's some people that were on the council a long time ago that are trying to run again. Yeah, Jim Ronquillo. Ronquillo. Yep. You know what? <clears throat> but he's run, he would be running against Kendra, and I do think that because uh, that's my word. Yeah, and I do think that you know. The energy is going to be behind Kendra, and I'm I'm happy to support her in whatever way she needs. So I think Kendra will be able to capture the north half of her ward a little better than Ronquillo will because Ronquillo is very well known down here in the south side area. 
Um, not to give away our location because we're not on the south side. We're being listened to by those parabolic mics off of the top of the uh, double tree right now. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so, so we ha- we're in a suite at the double tree. That's true. Absolutely. <laughs> Next door. Um, we are at the Outlaw Inn. <laughs> oh God, no! I want hepatitis. Yeah. Um, oh, I think it's better than probably the Bourbon Street. But yeah. oh yeah, there's a there's a selection. Down there, we should move. We should rent a room at the Bourbon every Street. week. No, we should get one at the Bourbon, one at the Big Five, one at the KT. Oh. One, at, yeah, oh. let's do it. That's not actually a terrible idea. I think <laughs> it is. I'd be curious. I'd be idea. curious to know, like, you know, <laughs> how that is. Yeah, I think our podcast needs more gunshots. Um, <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> yeah, but I think Ronquillo, when he was, what I remember from him on council is he was heavily advocating for the South Side, but really anti north side of his ward everything else yeah which i don't think is necessarily the best way to do it because that's also his ward up there it is and And it's actually i mean just as valid of his ward as anybody else Mm -hmm. and the south side is traditionally underserved and needs all the help it can get because it's a fucking wonderful neighborhood but also so is that so is the north side i just pointed north for the listener at home Northish, I guess. Yeah, and there's a small section of the Heights as well, which kind yeah, of that's weird. breaks the word one, especially with a not low turnout, but lower turnout. Yeah, in those elections, the Alkali Creek kind of area, just yep. the valley. Yep. Yeah, I think that's key too, is just getting people to actually vote. God, it's crazy. Our, uh, Becky Bird lost to Fredell by 32 votes. I know. When she got voted out, that sucks. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, and I was, I forgot to mail my ballot. And I was, out. I was, yeah, atypical now. I am very <laughs> is good that at your now. ward? Yeah. So I felt just Is that ward five? Awful. Three. Three, okay. Yeah, so midtown kind of. Which one's five now again? Is that? West. Okay, West, yeah. yeah. Dick Clark and Sean Brown. Right. Yep. Old Shawnee Brown. You know, he pays attention. Sean, Sean pays a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate him and, like, I feel like he... As far as he will go through, at least the perception is, I can tell that he's actually logically thinking about it yeah. instead of just like, nah, this is just the same thing I heard 35 years ago when it was, you know. I mean, you it's know, Dick Clark. He's doing his best, Dick Clark. You know, yeah, I'm doing my best few people on the. You know, so. We need to turn his mic off if he's doing Dick Clark. <laughs> Back in my day. Well, Sean when Brown this came up it. in 1976, it wasn't going to work. It's like, yeah, I bet it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Back when I was living out of a train car. On the you know, but that's curious. You look, you look, you know, I've been doing a lot of research on the history of Billings, and you go back and you look at the late 70s. I mean, council and the commissioners, I mean, they forged a path to make Billings what it is today. I mean, we would not be where we're at today if it wasn't for the vision of those people in the seventies and early eighties. I mean, hundred percent, you know, I mean, look at the building that was going on. I mean, Mm -hmm. the the Sheridan at that point in time, the Norwest bank building, which is Wells Fargo. I mean, all of that stuff. First interstate first. Well, that was even later, Mm -hmm. but, but that first core, I mean, that was, that was a big deal. And those people set us up Mm -hmm. to be the business center of Montana and it doesn't happen. And that's, I, you know, I said this to council, you know, when we were, you know, proponents for one big sky said stuff doesn't happen by accident mm-hmm. you know it's no we're shit. not here by accident yeah billings isn't in this spot because we just accidentally fell into hey we're just we're this the biggest place in you know montana you know butte 
held that 50 years ago and look mm -hmm. at where Butte is right now. You know yeah. I mean? Well, and back then before the Sheraton and Norwest and then first interstate were built, we were the same size as Great Falls. Right. We were the two biggest cities in Montana. And Great Falls is the same size yeah. as it was back then. That's right. And that's because we had a, it's a kind of a bad word now among some people, but we had a progressive city government. We did. It and was, they, they were very, I mean, they laid out a path to put Billings into a different spot and it worked. Yeah. You know, it worked. It really did. So, and now that's happening with Bozeman, Missoula mm -hmm. and we're falling behind and everybody just thinks it's just Matt, you know, they don't look back. It's, you know, it's not. Not by, yeah, not by accident, it's by design. Yeah. And it needs to be by design. You have to have a plan. Absolutely. And I think, actually, we probably had a pretty decent uh, county back then, too, because the metro I mean, was... We, we were building the metro. Helpful. I mean, we were doing we were doing a lot of stuff back then. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a lot of things that had come up. I mean, metro, everybody, you know, you go back and read about people saying about the metro, it's never going to work. It's, you know, I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, here we are, what, like 40 years later, people still saying the same thing. Is that ever going to work? It's not, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, quite honestly, the best thing that ever happened to Metro was a tornado. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> I fortuitous. Mean, I mean, truly, though, I mean, think of where we'd be right now as a city if Metro hadn't gotten, I mean, it was a terrible thing. I'm glad no one died. Yeah. But ultimately, in the end, it was a boon for Metro, man. Mm -hmm. I mean we were able to do something that I don't think the taxpayers would have ever passed now, ever, ever, ever passed because insurance was going to pay for it. And so yep. we were able to take a, something that was pretty much on its last legs basically yeah. and rejuvenate that to give it a whole new life mm. basically out of just pure luck. Yeah. It was just dumb, dumb ass, dumb luck. ass luck. So, yeah. um, you know, that's another thing which I thought was curious about, you know, some of the folks from the Metra, and I, I do think someone came around being being really opposed to the convention center portion of it up front. It's like, I mean, think about where you guys would be if they didn't have a tornado rip the shit out of this place. Yeah. And like, for whatever it's worth, like, I mean, you're freaking out about this. I mean, think, it, it th think about like it if you didn't have that. I mean, you've got so much more going on for you right now. Mm -hmm. You know, just embrace what it is. Again, like, make your, your places better. Make it just better in general. You yeah, know? It seems like such a lack of vision. It's like... You want Metro to be this, you know, beacon. That's 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 fucking great. I mean, you got a railroad spur that you could just connect directly to downtown. It's just a lack of vision and like imagination, basically. Yeah. Yep. You want people to come to the Metro? I'd, well, make it easy for them to go to the heart of downtown to you to the Metro. Yep. Um, but that's but that's a city county thing. I think that's where the the problem comes in. There deals is with county commissioners and well, well they've I, got their own agenda basically, or where they I, well, I just be separate from the city. I, I just I think that it's two different pools of money. Yeah, basically, sure. you know, and it's hard it's hard to get those pools of money to talk to each other sometimes yeah. because they're each basically protecting what they need to protect. The city's protecting what they need to protect. County's protecting, and of course, they they should be doing that. I mean, that's what you're there for. So. Yeah. Um, but not to the detriment of any possible just, development yeah. or any like, ideas. Yeah, it helps anybody by doing what they did. But. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, that Fifth Avenue corridor thing would be just a fantastic thing for 
downtown and will the railroad let it go though i just don't know that they will they use it i see that train in there like once a month i don't understand what it's even there for but i'm not sure i think the only user these days are pacific recycling yeah the recycling place yeah i can't figure out well see i see montana rail link come down by denny's over there and i'm like why why are you over here i mean there's no reason for you because i live on you know basically on 23rd and They'll, it'll cruise across there all the way up, you know, and then come back. And it's like, I don't know why you're on this track. I mean, you're a, sing- up a, grand slam. a single engine. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, seriously, a single engine. Yeah. Just nothing engine. attached to this mm-hmm. this train. I wonder if they have to run it once a month just to minimum to just to make sure that. The- Maybe, yeah, because I'm just like, I, I don't get, I don't understand this. Yeah. Like, that end of it especially i mean you can start with that end i mean i get it maybe further down by the recycling i mean that makes more sense to me but sure. it's like you so, know yeah absolutely mm-hmm. but to, to cruise it up by the yam over there i'm like what the why, hell are why, why are you here like well, you know denny's it's got to be lunch it's i mean gotta it has be what to it be. Is. It's yeah. be let's go to denny's for lunch from laurel <laughs> Let's take the switcher engine down to Denny's and Billings. Go from the sugar beet factory to downtown. <laughs> take the spur. I'll bring it out to you. I know you, I know you love the uh, you know, moons over my hammy. <laughs> oh, the grand slampler. Yeah, exactly. God, that's a weird situation. I don't know, though. It's. I mean, it seems like that could be moved on a little bit again. I, you know, MRL is always hesitant to uh, do anything new. They are. And, uh, you know, we, we looked at all the options for overpass and underpass and all these ways that the city could spend money so that the railroad can continue to make a shitload of money uninhibited. I don't think asking the railroad to move is really a positive thing for billing. So I know some some people say, oh, it's, you know, it is what it is, but it, it's part of billings. I mean, we just, I, th- I feel like we have to embrace that part now, like, putting a tunnel underneath it to get traffic through it awesome let's do it you know what i mean but people saying let's move the whole thing it's like do you have any idea of like the cost of moving an entire railroad system to somewhere else i mean it's it's quite expensive hundreds of millions yeah yeah well, same respect. I mean, you could have like the overpass or the underpass. I mean, how many hundreds of millions is it going to take for like maintenance on on such a thing, just to? Uh, but but you know. But I'm also I'm a you know I'm a capitalist. I mean that's that's what I do. I own a business, you mm-hmm. know. And so to me, it's like railroads should be able to do whatever the hell they want to do. They own that land. They've owned it forever. That you know nobody should boot them out of there. We sure. all make accommodations for our people to get around whatever they have. Uh-huh. And so I, I have a slightly different attitude on that stuff. Yeah. It's like you know. It's not like a live free or die thing, but it's, you know, but it's, uh, <laughs> this is in New Hampshire, but, but you know, they, yeah. They, and it's like a focal point of, of, of billings for sure. The train running through the center of town, either you, I guess I've landed on either you embrace it or, um, you just keep pissing up a rope and saying, Hey, let's move it out of town. But it's never going to happen. It's, so, I mean, I that, don't think it's the, ever going to happen because it's such a major kind of ba- shipping yard yeah. or ship or switching yard. It, it just like in the core of your city, it's like. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is going to be here. How do we uh, address this? There's, there's tons mean, of cities that have that kind of stuff. They just build well, around it, and they just embrace what it is, and you move on. You know, I mean, in this part of America, most cities, yes, are split in half by a railroad. That's right. And you know, I think a shitload could be done for not much money just by adjusting and adding some basic traffic control infrastructure. Sure. You don't have to fucking dig a hole. You just put up some arrow signs 
and some warning signs and a, a turn lane here and there, and I think you'd be, <laughs> you'd alleviate most of the problem. Yeah, well, I, I agree. and uh, But I think, you know, if federal money is potentially talking about, you know, alleviating that because there's going to be, they're thinking there might be too much traffic on 27th, I'm happy to look at that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think an overpass probably kind of kill off that area of town a little That'd bit. That'd be tough. Because be I really think it tough. has to start, what they were saying, it would have to start at City Hall. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that, and it that covers up a substantial part. Start between third and second, yeah. and second wouldn't continue through, first wouldn't continue through. Montana would be able to go over the top of the tunnel, yeah. but pedestrians would be stopped at second and third along Oh, for the traffic. tunnel or for an overpass? For the tunnel. Yeah. The tunnel, I think, is more doable. Like, you know, but if you have an overpass and all of a sudden, you know, Jake's is under an underpass, and yeah. Walker's is under an underpass. That'd be rough. And, you know, yeah. uh, the double tree is under an underpass. I mean, all of a sudden that changes that dynamic entirely. But if it's a tunnel that goes down, I don't know that it affects that so much. Yeah, that's the that's the lesser of evils in my mind, too. I mean, first and second and would see some serious disruption, yeah. um, which would make our whole two-way conversion moot. But um, or, or it wouldn't, you know. I mean, I, I I'm not sure that it would. Like, I mean, it it maybe is making it more logical. I think, you know. I mean, in the two way conversion, I think that's it's a really good idea. I, I don't see that happening anytime soon, just because the cost involved with doing it. We don't have any money. I mean, yeah. I think it actually, the two way conversion might end up happening on a couple of streets. A little bit more quickly than one might think. That's good. I mean, that study's been going for a while, and it's it's, it's actually out. Oh, it is fine. Available, yeah, and I'll get the link for that because I want to talk about that one too. Yeah, but the the whole study. I've been said, waiting on that study for I feel like for decades, but it's not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the whole study said um, in a way too quick. Uh, I don't know summary. Um, don't touch fourth or sixth just because they're huge arterials and it'll clog shit. Mm-hmm. But 2nd, 3rd, 29th, um, 30th, and then 25th and 24th could be easily converted to two ways um, with kind of a minimum amount of money uh, without affecting the through traffic right? because they're not really through streets to speak of. Right, uh, Montana is, and it's also a state highway, and so is first. And what what the hell are you gonna do well, about 25th that? Twenty fifth is a through street, but twenty fourth isn't. Yeah, or twenty sixth isn't. Twenty fourth is. Twenty sixth, yeah, and twenty sixth has the dead end, and the county is apparently going to do the one block in Joe Holden's development there at the old Stillwater. They're going to turn that into two way. Mm. Oh, interesting to right get in and right. out of the parking garage. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which makes good sense and right. so that's a great seed for that um but then you know coming south on 25th or 24th which one is north and south i can't remember right there but so 25th is north because that's the street the pub's on yeah okay so, yeah so they they recommended that one 24th 29th 30th second and third and do those in little but you know people are going to be like here. it should be third mm-hmm Oh yeah, should you know it's it's oh it should oh, be yeah. first. It's like well, it's never going to be first because it's no. a highway. Where's the know? person that speaks up and goes, "We did an entire study with a fucking 
professional person. Shut the fuck up and sit down, Tom. Hey, I saw it on the internet. I saw it on the internet. Yep. All right? Get the fuck out of here. IEDs are more prevalent on two-way streets. Jesus to, uh, Christ. Yeah, it's, it's fucking crazy. But they might actually take a step on one of those streets in the next year or so. Just That'd be that. interesting. I mean, I think... Uh, there needs to be some a, a few spur projects, I think, that need to start. I mean, there needs yeah. to be some stuff going on for sure. And I think once people see what impact that has on business on that street, because yep. it's very well proven that two-way streets are just better for business, yep. um, I think that will start a ball rolling, hopefully. And, and I know there's a lot of people that talk about closing some streets. I, th- I think it's a terrible idea myself. You know, I um, quietly agree. Yeah. You think so? I do. Like making a permanent alive after five space. Yeah. Well, no, that, that's not like what I'm it. talking about. I mean, they're they're talking about you no know walking malls and stuff. Kind of, you know. I mean, uh, the talk is between first and second on Broadway, which is you know as far as the parking board goes, we're not super excited about it. It's the most money generating portion right. of sure downtown Billings, yeah. and you would you know in in theory take that out to basically you know serve eight businesses mm-hmm. yeah that's the thing and you know a pedestrian walking mall is quite nice this time of year yeah but sure. you're not no going to see a lot of activation in the middle of january nobody you wants to walk anywhere in there yeah you get flooded street and you absolutely I mean, you'd have it. to do something like that but then all of a sudden it's like so as business owners do you want to sustain the two years of that street being torn up to do that mm-hmm yeah, mm-hmm. for your glory, you know. I mean, I I think that there's not a lot of foresight. Like, oh yeah, we got to have this. Okay, well we're gonna close down Broadway for two years and we're gonna tear the living shit out of this street <laughs> and redo the whole thing. Are you guys good with that? Because then this theory that you're talking about is gonna be in place, and then you're stuck with it after two years of getting your ass handed to you because nobody wants to go down there because it's a giant dirt pit. <laughs> yeah. are, you, are you going to be good with what you're... I mean, but seriously, this is what people yeah. don't, don't yeah. think about, you know? Plus, it's going to be a special improvement district and you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. Guess Since what? it's yeah. in front of your building. Yeah. Your, your taxes are going up. Yeah. Oh, wait. I just wanted my revenue to go up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Stuff ain't free. No, that's what I hear. <laughs> I don't know. That's a, That's the rumor that's been going around anyway. I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. It, it, a person can get kind of frustrated uh, thinking about this shit too much, but I think it's important to, you know, spend a little time on it and sure give it a little consideration. Mm-hmm. It, it's your town. It is, and I think people need to think more like that. It's our town together, not it's just my business. It's yep. just my house. It's just me. It's just my car. It's our city. Mm-hmm. And we need to start thinking more like that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you think about just yourself the whole time, you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah. You know, you got to think about the greater good. Yeah. You know, that I never use that street. Why am I being charged to fix it? Yeah. Whole mentality. It just drives me crazy. That's right. It, well, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, and so I, I, I mean, I, I hear these people's complaints. I understand their frustrations, mm-hmm. but it goes back to me is make your, you know, what can you do to improve your business to make it better? Because if your business is better, people will go there. Yeah. I mean, that's just it. Like yeah. from a person that has had two failing businesses before we had a successful business, people will go there if you're. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Oh, and you learn stuff, and that you do. It's uh, important to not make other people's businesses worse in order to make yours better. By the way, it's the same thing to me as we were talking about before. Like if you have to make up something, but if you have to tear down somebody else's business to say how great yours is, then yours isn't that great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like cool. I mean, if all it comes down to is you ripping somebody else apart to promote your business, your business sucks. Yep. You know, I mean, there's nothing. Absolutely, you got yeah. nothing. Yep, yep, wholeheartedly agree. Cool. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to yeah, come you and guys. talk to us on the uh, we're at the Outlaw Inn <laughs> um, in Billings, Montana, here in a tiny house in front of the Outlaw Inn. Yeah. Um, mobile studio. Mobile studio. <laughs> just towed it down there with a one-ton truck. <laughs> um, just, just do it with a tiny pickup. Mm-hmm. Tiny house with a tiny pickup. Oh, the red pickup? Yeah. <laughs> The tiniest. <laughs> no, I tried to tow my job trailer with the red pickup. It was pretty funny. How'd that go? It just immediately went to the wheel wells. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Throw some shit in the back. Lower yeah. that tongue weight. You're good. Yeah, we'll put some airbags on. It'll mm-hmm. be fine. Yep. Um, Sean Lynch, thank you. Thank you for guys. joining us in the dump. It's been a pleasure. It has been. It has been. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.